0: Thanks so much for joining us. Now let's listen to a great program. Today we have a prayer request to share with you that was sent to us on the Feast of the Annunciation, March 25. It certainly gives each of us food for thought. Whether we think that this coronavirus pandemic is a chastisement from God or not, We do know that he allows things ultimately for our good because he loves us so much, and we know God can bring good out of anything, as St. Augustine tells us, even evil. If we read the newspaper, watch TV, go online, we know that man's behavior has room to improve, and the world can certainly use our prayers. The late Archbishop Fulton Sheen stated that woman is the measure of the level of our civilization. The moral level, he said, of any society is formed by women. Women's influence, he said, was powerful for good or for evil. And when a woman's heart is captured by the Lord, she brings many to him. We have seen that, that the transformation of a woman in Christ has had an effect in families, parishes, and the workplace. Pope John Paul II, in his Apostolic Letter on the Dignity and Vocation of Woman, states that many times in the Old Testament, in order to intervene in the history of his people, God addressed himself to women. He continues to address himself to women today. But unfortunately, the world has effectively evangelized women more than the Word of God. Therefore, it is imperative... According to the Vatican II Council message, it says that it's imperative that women become impregnated with the spirit of the gospel so that they can do much to aid mankind in not falling. Now, that Council message to women was December 8, 1965. Perhaps Magnificat has been raised up for such a time as this.
1: My dear Magnificat sisters in Christ, The following thoughts have been pressing on my heart since the outbreak of the coronavirus. I could keep them silent no longer. Every aspect of this pandemic and its effect on society has been addressed by the media, the medical, economic, social, political, emotional, and religious. And yet there is an area the media has not touched upon, the spiritual contagion. About 30 years ago, our dear former Bishop Bernard Schmidt said something at our parish celebration of confirmation that has stayed with me. He said, the problem is we have just become too comfortable with evil. Wow. And that was 30 years ago. We have a much different picture today. The spiritual contagion I'm speaking of is our collective sinfulness as a nation. I'm sure everyone can see the litany of sins we Americans have fallen prey to. Materialism, greed, licentiousness, abortion, and euthanasia are among the most prominent. For quite a while, our Western culture has had no need for God. So many of our vain idols—sports, shopping— vacations and leisure, even education, and especially the stock market have all been jerked to a halt like a steel rod thrust into the cogs of a wheel. And still, we deny any ownership of the fact that we may need some correction for straying so far from our Christian roots. We hear it proclaimed that we will get through this by the power of our sheer will and might, technology and government funding. Is this not the sin of pride? Down through the ages, famine, plague, and war have all been recognized as chastisements from God for collective sin. Not just to punish, mind you, but to correct the error of our ways because he is infinitely merciful. He wants us back in the worst way and will allow us the hardship of chastisement to draw us back under the shadow of his wing. We all have been asking for prayers for the pandemic to end, but have we humbled ourselves to God, recognizing that in his mercy, he allows chastisement to bring us closer to him? Can the obviously sick man get well by merely asking that his symptoms just go away? Does he not need to first admit he is ill, and then seek the proper treatment to cure the illness? What is the proper medical treatment for a spiritual contagion? The psalmist writes, My sacrifice, O God, is a contrite spirit, a contrite, humbled heart, O God, you will not scorn. In 2 Chronicles, God made a promise to Solomon that if he closed the reins from heaven or commanded the locusts to devour the land, or sent pestilence among the people, that if then my people, upon whom my name has been pronounced, humble themselves and pray, and seek my face, and turn from their evil ways, I will hear them from heaven, and pardon their sins, and heal their land. Thank you, Jesus. I know many humble people who pray. Among them are the spirit-filled women of Magnificat. They believe the promises of God's word and act upon it. And I am proposing to you that we, as an army of prayer warriors gathered for such a time as this, offer prayers of penitence, acknowledging the sinfulness in ourselves, our families, our communities, our workplaces, our churches local, state, national, and international governments and all businesses that promote sinfulness. Let us ask forgiveness for all the ways we have just become too comfortable with evil in so many aspects of our society. Let us pray in a way no one else is praying on behalf of our nation. Let us pray in proxy for humility, seeking the face of God, so our nation may repent and and turn from its evil ways. I believe it is no accident that all this occurred during Lent. The poignant readings from Hosea last Friday and Saturday almost shouted out. We are now experiencing a very different manifestation of the thrust of the Lenten observances of prayer, fasting, alms-giving, and now, an isolation, that literally sets us apart. To be set apart is the definition of holy. He has deliberately set us apart so we can become holy. May we all, in our prayer languages and in every form of prayer with petitions full of gratitude, acknowledge to God our collective sinfulness on every level as a sacrifice to bring our nation back to God. May He speak to us and guide us through this dilemma. And may a true repentance, which is the deliberate turning towards God, flourish in our nation and the world. God's love overcomes all wickedness and even death. Jesus, I trust in you. Thank you, your sister in Christ.
0: Thanks so much for listening to this Magnificat podcast. Have you been touched by our time together? If so, for more information or to find a Magnificat chapter near you, go to our website at Magnificat-Ministry.org or visit us on social media. We would love to hear from you. You can also email us at MagnificatCST at AOL.com or call 504-828-MARY, M-A-R-Y. Until the next time, may God bless you.